Hey everyone, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. Welcome to The Breakdown. What a great day to be alive, don't yes, you think? Yes, it is. <laughs> Very great day. Uh, fall is in the air. Ooh-wee. Love it or hate it, it uh, is here. Love it. I believe so. the headmaster, Frank Lucas, used the term crisp. It is crisp. It's crisp season. Yep. And uh, he said it's that- apple crisp. <laughs> it's apple crisp season. season. Fall is crisp. I love it. Mm. So- Oh, man. And speaking of headmaster Frank Lucas and all the schools, King's Academy and their like 10th day now at school, School of the Spirit in our second week and all together, you know, it's nice. There's always these murmurings. There's, you know, we hear a lot of negative murmurings and things in an undercurrent. It's always so good to hear some positive murmurings of things that are happening yes, at there both are. schools yep. and in all these different things. So it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. And we have a new church podcast. So that's really, really exciting. Um, So the HPC Outreach Podcast has launched. Yeah, Uh, You can find that on all your podcast platforms. Um, It's going to go into a lot of the different outreach ministries here at the church. Love it. Uh, Things like The River, His Prison, City Gates, Bags of Hope, Missions, that sort of thing. That's what they're going to be covering over there. I'm really excited to listen to it. Yes. Um, and I hope all of our listeners also add that to their podcast um, playlist. Absolutely. And I think one of the first people that they're connecting with will be Brian Pudlow from City Gates, or at least I heard that that was a podcast. So we'll hear a lot about what God is doing in this business sector. And of course, that was one of our announcements for mm-hmm. Sunday that the City Gates group was going to be at the table. And I will just tell you, just from talking to Brian and some of the other team members, they have been actively praying for I don't know, maybe a year or at least a year, a little more. And it's really awesome to see what God is doing in this group. And I just firmly believe that uh, God is really bringing together the for this end time harvest. He's bringing together, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. the, the the builders, the creators, the witty inventions that are going to start coming out are a result of God's kingdom and people really coming together. So it's really awesome. Yeah. And I think it's important, especially as we get into the message. Yeah. Um, it's important <clears throat> to talk about the importance of these sorts of ministries Mm -hmm. because they really are an outflow of what Jesus has done in us. Amen. You know, the world does similar types of ministries, but it's for a completely different reason. A lot of times it's, you know, either out of a sense of obligation um, or it can also feed into a sense of, well, we are important. And so now we are going to take care of this problem. We're going to fix it. Yeah. And as Christians, we are transformed by Christ, and then out of that, we then flow into the calling that he has placed on mm. each of our lives. So it's not even just a, a social justice project That's anymore. Right. It's you're walking out a calling, and you're walking out um, being the hands and feet of Jesus and bringing dignity, dignity to people in all spheres of the world. That's so good. And you know, Luke, one of the things that I, I believe the Lord is doing right now is really unifying the body. We've been talking, there's been hints and and I don't want to say murmurings again, but there's been hints of, you know, just pointing to the scripture. I'll I'll just speak from what Pastor John Gagney and I were referring to and talking about, you know, last week as we were dialoguing together. We read Ephesians and we we talk individually about Ephesians 6 and gearing up with the armor, not fully understanding that Paul was actually communicating to the church. Mm-hmm. And so these things, these overflows, these outflows of the work that the Lord has done, it is not just the personal work. Right. That 
that the Lord has done. It is the work that the Lord is doing in the body mm-hmm. and in the church. And so we're seeing these things come out. So even if you maybe are not a River member or don't really, you know, City Gates doesn't apply, it, it actually does. It does. It does. We are all part of the same body. And it's mm-hmm. so good to see how what the Lord has done in the church and not just this church, but the big C. Right. What the Lord is doing in his body and in the church in this hour, we get to see all these things happening. Right. And I, I think even even if like you're not part of those things, it, it can help you reframe mm. how you then see your life. Yes. So even if you have a job and you work in an office or or you you fix cars or, you know, whatever your job may be, yeah. you're supposed to see that through the lens of as a child of God, this is part of this is how I'm walking out my calling. Yeah. It's not just a way to make money. So good. So good. All right, real quick, before we get into this powerful message, you and I had some pretty amazing weekends. I I can see by your little sticker there. I asked my daughter if you were there. You were at the Send. I was at the Send. Okay, cool. Tell me a little bit about it. Oh, it was really, really cool. Um, So the Send is a a ministry. You can look Mm -hmm. it up online. But um, I would say it's, I had never been to it before. Okay. Uh, It's been around for a while. Um. I would say it's geared, a, a, the focus is on high schooler to college age. Okay. Um, really capturing what the Lord is doing in them okay. and, and, and activating their call to go out into uh, whatever sphere the Lord calls them good. to. There's a big hev- emphasis placed on missions, yeah. overseas missions, uh, but but also local missions. It's, it's good. It's, um, and so like, there were there were a lot of uh, Gen Zers, and and what the Lord was showing me uh, was how you know it's like just as each individual person walks out their come to Jesus moment, mm. we can all we also see that I believe on a, on each generational level. Mm, so each okay. generation as a whole has their come like to call. Jesus moment. Oh, okay. And and it was cool. Like I, what was said at the Sen and the worship, it was not lost on me either. Mm. Like it, it was, but for me, it felt like a reaffirmation of what the Lord had already done. And it was really cool to see it happening for the first time in a lot of these younger, wow. younger people. Wow. Uh, so, so that's my encouragement to someone who is older. And especially as we start to talk more about Gen Z, yeah. it's don't let Satan, um, make that bitter in your, in your heart. So good. It's no, like you had your day and, and, and your day continues that's if right. you are older, that's right. but it's also, we are here to steward and, and to pour into their come to Jesus moment as they come and they walk stuff out. Well, you, just generationally, first of all, I'm going to need you in a moment, once I get this off my chest, to define what Gen Z is, because I'm a bit lost between millennials and Gen Z, but, but hold that <laughs> thought. Just look at the generations. For 40 years, the children of Israel wandered the desert because they refused to be obedient to the Lord and followed the, the 10 spies versus the two spies of Joshua and Caleb. And yet Joshua and Caleb, their account, when we get to the precipice and the, and the line of the promised land, man... Caleb says, let me take the hill. And Joshua, God is saying, Joshua, go in. You're going to divide this Mm. land to these people. So regardless of where you are generationally, if you still have breath in your lungs, there is a reason and there is a purpose. It's not lost on you. Right. And and, and that's, and and going back to Joshua and Caleb, they got to go into the promised land. Because they 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 believed what they God believed was the doing. Promise. Yes, amen. So so yes, a new generation got to go, but even those of the old generation, like Joshua and Caleb, they got to partake of it too. 
And Joshua divided the land. Yes. And he is the one that... So I'm saying we have to pay attention. And like you said, I love what you mm-hmm. said, Luke. Do not get bitter if you're watching God move among a generation. Right. And Pastor Zach was saying on Sunday, as we start to lean into that in just a moment, that uh, you know we've got the Jesus Revolution movie that just came out. We've got all these different awakenings. And I love what Pastor Zach was saying is that let's not get hung up on how something happened previously mm-hmm. and make that the archetype for how everything is going to continue to happen. Right. Right. And that's and maybe you're confused by what I mean by by bitter. It's it's I would say if you're feeling any kind of negativity or uh, a twinge or I don't know how how mm. it's going to be in each of each yeah. of your hearts. But whenever they talk about Gen Z and because there's a we're going to be hearing more about yeah. it. I've been hearing a lot about it and I've been like wow. trying to process wow. it. And it's. <clears throat> It's when you, if you're feeling that, it's probably because you're losing sight of what the Lord did in you and what the Lord continues to want to do through you. Yep. And then ask yourself, like, ask the Lord, Lord, how do I, what is my role here yeah. in stewarding what you're doing in this new generation? Because they're yes. going to they're gonna go on after us. Absolutely. Um, so for those of you who are wondering what Gen Z is, it's the newest generation born between 1997 and 2012. So technically, I am in the millennial category. Yes, yeah, so am I. I, I don't get that. Yeah. I, they didn't know what this call is for a long time. I was Gen X for a while. Mm. I don't really know. I, I, it was all lost on me. So. It's all Greek. Either way, yeah. praise God for what he's doing. I remember you know, the Lord kind of revealing to me that what we're going to see is sort of like this freight train, right? This Gen Z, this movement that he's doing right now. We just need to hook up. We need to latch on. We need to dive in. I'm watching my own children. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. I have a 14 and a 12-year-old. Yeah. I'm watching my own children. You better believe I am right behind them, and I am I am hooked to them mm-hmm. because I am watching the Lord. Now, I have a responsibility yep. to steward and shepherd, but I am hooked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's also really funny. Like, this is my, this this just be my little encouragement to to the young. Yeah. Is it's, I think it's, it's. We find ourselves talking about things like it's been happening, like it's never happened before. It's happening for the first time now for us. And it's like, no, actually, like God's been doing this generation after generation. Yeah. And if you wanted to be part of it, you'd see it and you and, you know, he's been doing his work throughout history. That's right. It's just really cool to see how that pattern plays itself. So good. And if we're focusing on the right thing, then we we create we foster life. If we're not, then we're going to play into the enemy's hand of death, which goes back to what we talked about last week. Yeah. So, Well, this all brings us okay. kind of full circle to where we need to be for Pastor Zach's message yeah. on Sunday, because they're all parts. Mm-hmm. They're all parts. And the one thing that I have written down in my Bible is the one thing that I often love to communicate in one of the classes that I teach that Pastor Zach really nailed on mm-hmm. Sunday in our passage of Matthew 16, uh, p- picking up in verse 13 and leading us through this part where Jesus is saying, hey, what are the people saying about me? I've been around for a little while now. What are they saying? And then obviously we know he goes on to say, well, what do you guys say? You're my intimate group. So sort of the profession and the confession from the disciples is, hey, well, some say, we have here in verse 13 or 14, some say you're John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and some say Jeremiah. And what I love is that Pastor Zach actually took some time in the message to break down those individuals. This is really, really helpful, mm-hmm. um, but they all represent different things, and some would represent a movement. But my mind always goes to this one piece, and it's they are a part 
of the whole. And part of the revelation that we need to catch is that everything leading up to Jesus, whether it was Moses or Elijah, Jeremiah, David, everything leading up to Jesus was only an illustrative part of what Jesus actually did and who he is. Right. Nothing prior to cre- to Jesus actually had the full display. Right. Right. And you know like that's that's why um the arrival of Jesus mm. is really uh, where we have to uh, reorient ourselves. Yeah. Because it's it's in the person of Jesus that we find our fulfillment, that we find our destiny, that we find the answer to um, the problem of sin that we are all born with. Yeah, um, and it's from that place of restoration and redemption and healing that we then um, receive our identity from the Father to then walk that out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where I want to go real quick is to this place of the part before we get to that place of what you just said, those three Mm. things and identity being one of the most critical ones you talked about is that all these other descriptions or names applied to Jesus, they're all ascribing to Jesus what a particular group needs him to be. Mm -hmm. And we tend to, so some say this and some say that, and still others say this, we tend to categorize or box Jesus in or, or box God in to who we want and what we need him to be rather than, and this is actually a theme that Pastor Zach has been bringing. It's not the first time he's brought something like this. Jesus is. He is the full display of God incarnate. He is fully Mm -hmm. God and fully man. And while we may see some parts of things we've seen historically in other things, he is the whole. And so we cannot say, okay, he is just this, and he's going to be the one to reestablish the natural kingdom here mm-hmm. and have something to say to Rome, or he's going to be that prophetic voice speaking, you know, uh, to the to the leaders of the time. Right. Okay, there are so many elements of that that mm-hmm. are going to come to fruition, but who Jesus is, we need to allow him. Right. We need to allow him to reveal to us. And that is part of what Jesus says to Peter is mm-hmm. that you didn't get this from man. Right. You got this by supernatural revelation. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that even just parking on that yeah. uh, is huge yeah. because if we confess like Peter, we say like, Jesus, you are the Christ, yeah. the son of the living God. You are my, my, my Messiah, my mm-hmm. savior. Mm-hmm. What Jesus says to Peter also applies to us where yeah. he's like, you didn't get this from yourself. You got this from, yeah. From from God, yeah, and that's that is huge. It is, and that's the but that's the starting part. It is, um, and that's where you know the contrast when we're looking at, uh, you know, the people that would say, "Oh, you're Elijah, you're 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 Moses, you're 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 Jeremiah," they're getting that from their human mm-hmm. lens and mm-hmm. in, in what they're looking for based on their um, you know, inclinations and what appeals to them. Yeah, but when we truly have an understanding of who Jesus is. That didn't come from us. It's so true. And this is why we could read the scripture. I was having this dialogue with my class at School of the Spirit today is, you know, many people say, I've, I've read the Bible and it makes no sense to me. Or I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I, we talked to an unbeliever and they're like, the Bible makes no sense to me. Well, we have to ha- uh, have the understanding that there is a veil, especially for unbelievers, mm-hmm. the scripture tells us in the New Testament. There's a veil over the eyes and the mind of unbelievers so that they don't hear and receive mm-hmm. the word and don't see it and turn from mm-hmm. that wickedness to 
repentance because they're still under control of the God right. of this world right. who has been cast out, but for the unbeliever, they don't know. But mm. for those of us who are believers, I, I can't tell you the number of times that I've talked to believers and they're like, man, the Bible doesn't make any sense to me. What we're really missing is we're missing one key element. It's the Holy Spirit. Mm. We need to invite him to the process of that reading yeah. because the word really is living and active. Right. And I'm going to discover, right. I firmly believe, Luke, I used to teach this to the, to the students that I had when I was a youth pastor. I firmly believe that while Jesus had supernatural revelation, he also discovered the fullness of his purpose and identity through, through studying yes. the prophets. Yes. Yep. And the Torah, the Pentateuch. Well, and, and that's the... how he revealed himself yes, too. I know. Like, you know, when he gets up in the synagogue <laughs> to read, and uh, and you know, like, he, and he says, "This scripture yeah. is fulfilled today in your hearing." Yeah. That's how he revealed himself. I know. So he himself um, he upholds the 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 strength of scripture and the power of scripture. Which is so interesting because we in our 21st century we can say, "I'm just doing my normal Bible reading today." Doesn't have any bearing yep. on my life. <laughs> no way. Jesus was really discovering the Father. The, the scripture is living and active, Hebrews yeah. 4.12 tells us. And so as we read this word, if we invite the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to that process, he'll give us supernatural revelation Amen. Amen. like Peter, like Jesus is saying to Peter. I was telling my uh, my worldview class last week that, because you, you said, you know, some people say like, my normal Bible reading. Yeah. And I said, okay, as a, as a believer, your life is now anything but normal. <laughs> yeah. You know, our salvation and, and what we are called to and what we have, that is what makes you now have an extraordinary life. That's right. You live a supernatural life, whether yes. you whether you know it or not. Yes. Now you can tap into that and you can see life through that through that lens and really participate, or you can fall into that mm. stupor that Satan wants you to fall into and just live for yourself yep. and and miss out on all the things but it's you you do, there's no such thing as a normal life as a christian that's so good luke that deserves a fist bump right that's so good so that brings us to this point of what jesus is communicating okay supernatural revelation my father revealed that to you by the spirit and upon the truth of this revelation i'm going to build my mm -hmm. church and i love what pastor zach was teasing out mm -hmm. a little further about hey maybe you've heard you know there are some denominations, the Catholic denomination, mm -hmm. he brought in the papacy yep. and how this is where they would understand that Peter became the first pope. So there's some clarity there contextually for us here. Um, but this is really good because it is not just like, okay, you are the rock, the little rock, and I'm going to establish my kingdom mm -hmm. on you. No, it's this revelation of Jesus Christ as Messiah mm -hmm. that God is going to establish this church and those gates of hell right. shall not prevail. Right. Right. It. And then, um, you know, Brother Jed brought it. Oh, his, I was going to say, go. Yeah. His word yes. where he talks about us coming as living, living stones, stones. And that comes from Hebrews, right? Or is I, that no? It's Peter. Peter. It's Peter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of Peter's letters. Yes. I think it's maybe Second Peter. There you go. Somebody's going to oh, look it up now. Well, they can fact check you. They can fact check us. <laughs> right. But yes, you are coming to him as living, living stones. stones. Yeah. Living stones. Um, <laughs> and, and that's that's where we play in. And Amen. It, 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 again, hearkening back to what we were talking about earlier, the generational thing. Yes. We are living stones being built, built. upon one another. That's right. That's right. And I will build my church, Jesus says in mm -hmm. this passage. I will build my church. And you just, this is what I love about the Holy Spirit because he's not quenched in our gatherings, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's, you know, it's unfortunate we may hear about other 
whatever situations like what we've made it a point because we value and cherish and place a premium on the presence of God, we're not going to clench his spirit. So Judd coming up and sharing that word, having no understanding yeah. of what God has put in the heart of pastors mm-hmm. act to communicate and just the seamless tie in of God is trying to communicate something to us. Yeah. He's trying to get our attention that we are these living stones and we are being built upon this foundation of the revelation mm. of who Jesus is and yeah. what that actually means. Yeah. Now, what is from Hebrews is a verse that go. keeps <laughs> going through my head. Okay, hit us up. Um, <clears throat> it's fi- We fix our eyes on Jesus, yes. the author yes. and the perfecter of our faith. Yes. And that's that's what we're really trying to get out of this. That's good. That's good. I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12. Jesus is my primary lens yes. and from which I interact with the world, yeah. with myself, even mm-hmm. with how I see myself through Jesus. How do I see the world through through the eyes of Jesus? Um, and I think some of those, like some of the move, like maybe today, like we don't, like we would, we know who Jesus is, so we wouldn't say, "Oh, he's Elijah." We wouldn't say that, but we might say, "Oh, we might have a." I think we see some people falling for a political Jesus, yep, or a social, social justice, justice Jesus, Jesus. yep. Um, you know, or or even just you know a Jesus that is just always sad mm. at the pain of the world, yeah. right? Um, and you can you you'll know in your heart like what which one that you tend to gravitate to, gravitate towards, and it's not even that um, you know politics is is bad or that social justice stuff is bad. It's that we don't see Jesus through that lens. Yeah, we see that stuff through Jesus and walk it out as and, and it's kind of tricky it is are you catching what i'm saying well i am and i want to yeah. follow up on that because i feel i i believe that what is so critical luke is how important it is for us to come back to this distinction between who do people say versus what is the father revealing by the spirit mm. because we don't have a right to box jesus in to fit the framework that we need him to fit right we need to allow jesus to be who he is in our own lives right if he puts us so we just talk let's just go personal first if he puts his finger on something mm-hmm. and he wants to deal with it right we need to submit to that process and if he does something in our lives and And we want to make that sort of the prototype for how he's always going to work in our Mm -hmm. lives. We don't have the right to ascribe that to him. One day, he's going to feed 5,000 this way. Mm -hmm. Another day, he's going to feed 4,000 in a similar way, but slightly different. One day, he's going to heal a blind man by speaking. Another time, he's going to put mud on his eyes. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? We we tend to... This is what I love about what Jesus did, is it shows how vast the heart of the Father actually is. We don't... You can't put a label... Or a, a demarcation or a name on Jesus right. that somehow boxes him in. Mm. And, and the only way we're really going to understand is to get into the word yeah. and to see how Absolutely. is he revealed. Mm-hmm. And then we can be really, like you said, Hebrews 12, looking unto yeah. Jesus because he's the author. He began it and the finisher, the perfecter. He who began the right. good work in right. us is faithful to complete it. Right. And so we're submitting our lives not to a thing, but to a person. Yes. And while he is the Lord, he changes not. Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. the same yesterday, today, and forever, how he may operate in our lives and how he may operate with the church may Mm -hmm. look a little different. Right. And the calling he places in our life. But that's going to come from Jesus. Yes. And and it's... It's tricky to talk about. Like, I I can... If you're confused, it's really sit with it. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you yeah. but it's it's again it's seeing everything through 
the lens of Jesus and a per and encountering Jesus as a person, That's right. as your savior. And then from there, allowing him to speak into your identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Luke, this is so good. I, I, I'm trying, I, I know we're kind of both maybe a little lost for words because the reality of the situation is what we see in the spirit that mm-hmm. we fail. We kind of fail with vocabulary to communicate, right. but it's a spiritual thing. I mm-hmm. will say this in John 1, John records that no man has ever seen God, but Jesus, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Right. So there's only one who's ever had in all of history, not the prophet Elijah, Moses, Isaiah, mm-hmm. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, David, Solomon, mm-hmm. the wisest man. Yep. There's only one in all yep. of history who had the ability to declare who God is, and that is Jesus. Right. And so we just come back to like everything else that is on the outside is a yeah. part. Oh, yeah. Again, Matthew 17, we've got Moses and Elijah, Jesus on the mountain. And Peter's like, we're going to set up these tabernacles and we're going to have worship Mm -hmm. from all three of you. A cloud comes in and God says, no, this is my son. Hear him. Right. So right back to your point of we're not looking to all these other things. No, and and I think sometimes we even do it with like, you know, we gravitate towards certain teachers or, yeah. or certain movements yep. or, and it's like, oh, I connect to, to Jesus through, through this. that. And it's yeah. like, no, no, those are, those are tools yes. that the Lord is using in your life, but that's not, that's not your access to Jesus. That's right. And it's, it's going to Jesus first mm-hmm. and primarily, and just having that one and that, that, that oneness, that union yeah. that he desires with you as his bride. That's it. That's so good. And to understand that these these things, just like for Peter, this wasn't an instantaneous revelation. Okay, and I just want to say too, mm-hmm. this is always the running joke. Here in Matthew 16 through 13 mm-hmm. through 20, we have... <laughs> You know, I know where, where you're going. I know but you so have to funny. say it. You, you have, have to say it because we're going to learn so much from that. <laughs> you have Peter professing Jesus the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Just a few short passages later, Jesus is rebuking not Peter but Satan and saying, yeah. through, "Satan is now speaking through Peter." Jesus, far be it from you. Yep. And Jesus is like, "Get behind me, Satan! You're not mindful of the things of God, right. but the things of man." Right. And so we have this one state where it's like Peter is like, "Wow!" Like he gets it. Mm-hmm. He's speaking prophetically by the Spirit. Just a few experiences and passages later, he is now being used of the enemy. Yeah. You know. But but I I find that we can take so much comfort. We do. From we take that, comfort where it's we're gonna mess up. Yep. We're not gonna say everything perfectly. That's right. And Jesus understands, he and does. Jesus doesn't kick Peter out. That's right. So Jesus hasn't kicked you out either. So if you're feeling like you fall into the wayside, mm. that is not of Jesus. Yeah. And you need to see your life through the lens of Jesus and not the mistake that the enemy brought you into. Yeah. This is so powerful. What you just said is so important. And I would encourage you as you're listening to go back and read Matthew 16, 21 through 23, where this account actually takes place. Jesus never addresses Peter. He only addresses Satan because he knows it's Satan speaking at that moment. And this is the thing. We can tend to look at a rebuke and think the Lord is rebuking me or the Lord is. And yeah, there's correction and there's chastisement mm-hmm. and there's rebuke. But really is we may have aligned our mind with a thinking right. that is not the Lord's, it's Satan's. And so the Lord's going to address and and correct, bring correction to you. Right. But he's really talking to the enemy mm-hmm. because that's the one who is the father of lies. Yeah. So it's so good. So like you said, you're not rejected. You're not dejected. No, no. 
The Lord loves us. Jesus knows all things. He does. Yeah. He does. This is so good. Well, listen, it is about time to pray. I've had a wonderful wow. time chatting today. It's really good. Any final remarks? Are you feeling good? No, just let, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. There it is. Um, bring Jesus your questions. Mm. Bring him your concerns. Bring him the stuff that you're interested in. Yeah. You know, the the calling that's on your life, again, Bring that to him and allow him to define you and define what how he wants to portray himself through you. That's good. But don't go to him through those things. That's good. That's really good because we're going to get that place of identity yeah. because when Peter has a supernatural revelation of who Jesus is, mm-hmm. Jesus then turns and says, ah, and I say to you, Simon, son of Jonah, the one who has seen the dove, mm-hmm. seen the Holy yes. Spirit, seen peace, I say to you that you are a rock. So this is really good. The Lord is the one who declares our identity to us. So if we're wrestling with purpose and identity, if we're wrestling with significance, we really don't need to look any further than Jesus. Like you said, Mm -hmm. fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher. So I will pray, man. We'll just trust the Lord for what he has. Amen. Father, we thank you for the time that you've given Luke and I to dialogue and break down Sunday's message and break down the experience of the weekend. This is really a wonderful opportunity to come back into alignment with your word. So we pray as this goes out and people are having conversations or the dialogues are happening in Greenhouse, we're trusting you that your word is moving on the hearts of every individual because your word is living and active, and it's going to clarify. It's going to clarify some of the areas that maybe we're really struggling with. So Holy Spirit, we speak right now over every listener an invitation into Bible reading. Like Luke said, this is not just a normal reality. We're now living a supernatural reality. So Holy Spirit, Mm. we invite you into every Bible reading, into every prayer. We ask you to reveal the truth to us from the Father as we're reading this living word, and we trust you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. That's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week. You're giving me up.